We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Let's go! What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. My name is Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul, and we are continuing our coverage of Amazon Studios' Reacher Season 2. Today, we cover Season 2, Episode 4, titled A Night at the Symphony. But first, as always, a little Benchtown TV housekeeping. If you're listening from our Reacher feed and are not familiar with our other podcast coverage, then we just want to remind you that we cover so many different shows and would love to have you as a listener for those as well. We recently covered Gen V, Fall of the House of Usher, and Attack on Titan, and besides Reacher, we're also covering Jujutsu Kaisen, A Murder at the End of the World, Beacon 23, and the live-action adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho. Coming up very soon, we have Percy Jackson and the Olympians and True Detective Season 4. So like always, what I'm trying to say is that we cover a lot of TV and we want you all to come for the ride. All you have to do is search Town TV on any of your favorite podcast apps or check us out at BingetownTV.com. All right, Paul, episode four, we're actually officially halfway through the season, which is crazy because Amazon with their three episode drops to start, you feel like you're just getting started with the show. And now we're already halfway through. So two podcast episodes halfway through. What did you think of this episode four? I really loved it, man. The more we get into the mystery aspect of it, the better it is. But there's always got to be action scenes, fight scenes, a couple sequences where you can see Reacher just outpowering other fully grown men, which is just mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Just the, the decisions he makes in fights are just so funny. He's like, yeah, I can just headbutt this elbow and break it. He always like, starts yeah. with the headbutt. Somebody's always messing great. with them, and they're like, oh, don't you know we're going to kick your ass? And he, before they can even finish their sentence, boom, headbutt, start the fight. Literally every single time, it's hilarious. I love it. That's a lot of mass coming in to headbutt. Oh, my you. God. It's a big-ass so. skull smashing your face in. <laughs> um, so besides the fight sequences, I think um, driving the is he guilty, is he innocent with Swan thing, that's, that's always fun. This episode really, really pushed it because, mm-hmm. you know, the – the whole reveal was the end of episode three was yep. that he worked for new age. So that was really fun. It's a lot of guesses, a lot of theories, you suspicious of s- certain people looking mm-hmm, at you mm-hmm. O'Donnell. I'll get back into it. I love yeah. him, but I hope, uh, I hope he's not bad, but I don't know. I'm this actually, I'm actually leaning him. more towards O'Donnell than I am Swan throughout these episodes, which is fun. Yeah. But O'Donnell, I don't know, man, he's got, he's got a few little things happening in each episode that it's, uh, not looking good for him, but, I loved it. I'm yeah. I'm really excited for the second half to see how this, you know, all comes together. Because they could really stick it and it could be really good. Um, you know, if they leave all the pieces there in front of us and we just didn't even realize it. That's always my favorite. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just want to reiterate that we talked about this last episode. You have to suspend the disbelief, understand the type of show you're watching. And to be completely honest, I think they leaned even more into it this season especially this episode when it comes to suspending the disbelief with the action scenes, with the ridiculousness of some of the action scenes that we'll get into. Um, I'm not saying they're not cool as hell. I'm just saying that there's certain things. I think that season one so far to me, I like better and it seems a little bit more cleaner to me with the interactions, the mystery, how things are happening episode to episode. 
to just jump ahead really quick, like back for season one, when Reacher would be getting like attacked by certain hired guns or um, the the cleaners, the people that all dressed up in white that would kill all the um, basically people that were attached to the mystery when they would show up and do the killing and, and the murdering. It seemed a little bit more cleaner than how in this episode they're just like, yo, we're going to hire some bikers and they're going to come attack you at the end of the episode and you're going to kick their ass. I'm not against it because, again, we're talking about the fact that this is just, hey, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. But it just seems a little bit less clean, but that doesn't mean I'm enjoying it really any less. I, I, I am having a lot of fun with it. I think it's... I get what you're saying. It's more willy-nilly, like, run around, stabbing people, punching people, like, zero police response time. I know they reference it here and there, like, oh, better get out of here, cops are coming. But it's, like, the the way that AM especially just walks around just stabbing people here and there, oh, yeah. and there's, like, no follow-up or consequences is nuts. And that's yeah. just, I guess, supposed to be, like, a nod to how slippery he is, and, and he knows the ins and outs. But at the same time, it's, like, you have... I don't know, four, five on-screen murders at this point. Yeah, in different, five bodies. Yeah, in different like areas, like but there's nobody trailing you. So I don't know. Um, from that aspect, I get what you're saying, but I also think you're biased because season one had Willow Fitzgerald. Yeah, you're just, my girl's in it. I'm just always going to say it's better. Yeah, let's no, just but, talk I mean, really quick. Let's talk really quick. We just jo- we just joked about it in episode one how we probably won't get any more of season one's characters and then boom baby finley's back and i'm loving it i'm literally watching this last night and my wife steph is laying next to me in bed and i just like fist pumped and she's like the hell was that and i was like my boy's <laughs> back baby my boy's back i that was it. amazing i, sh- I should have put it together because they go to boston for the symphony and that's when he pops up and he um, went to boston at the end of season one yeah but- yeah it's at the same time when he's talking about yeah i got my buddy cop like you're like oh finley i don't know he usually doesn't wear the badge and do all that right it was really cool but at the same time i'm sure a lot of people saw it coming doesn't mean you weren't excited for it because his stoic little like just logical attacks on you are amazing i love finley just just being the upper hand just by stating facts yeah, I know that people are probably going to be a little annoyed just because we already talked about this as well. In the books, there's really no crossover. Once you meet somebody in a book, you have your story with them, and then you never really see them again. Besides Neely, there's really not too much crossover with any other characters, and they're already starting to cross over season one to season two in episode four. And I don't really care, to be honest, because in a TV show like this, I feel like it's different. I feel like you... you, you get this character development in season one and and the development of both of their relationships, you want to see Finley again. I mean, I don't care. We talked about it. You were like, even if you just call him on the phone and ask for his advice, I want to see Finley again. I would love Mm -hmm. to see Will again, meaning uh, Roscoe, but she doesn't really make sense because they're going with the Dixon love story. You don't need to do everybody, but to give me Finley, I'm down. Like, even if it's season three and they're like, hey... I want to use somebody and make Finley a main character again. I don't even care about that. Like, I just think that I understand it goes against, like, his character and how the story goes in the books. But you just got to understand, like, always, it's a different story. If you keep keep the the heart the same, the heart of the story, do what you want. It's an adaptation, and 
have some fun with it. And I, I had a lot of fun with Finley coming back, man. I loved it. And, you know, Reacher is a wanderer. He goes all over the yeah. place. So he's going to come across people that, you know, he's seen there before. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, but we will kind of get more into Finley and how they used him in this story when mm-hmm. we get to him. Um, if we're ready to jump in, we are just going to cover all of AM's storyline real quick. Yeah. He only had a few scenes, and then we're going to jump all into the rest of Reacher and the crew. But AM, we saw him at the end of episode three. You know, he knows his cover was blown, so he looks at a park bench to a plastic surgeon. And we're like, oh, what, is he going to change his face? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Honestly, he pulled a quick one on all of us. I thought he was going to do face-off or some shit or just <laughs> try to do something. He just wanted to kill the doctor because he looked similar to the doctor. Is, well, that, is look, that correct? Yeah. So let me ask you this question. And we can kind of blow by this whole scenario, and it is phenomenal. Like, I really do like the whole scene where he meets with the doctor, like, so nonchalantly stabs him in the throat and so nonchalantly tells him, like, you know the deal. You're a doctor. You're starting to drown. You're starting to get blurry. You can't see me. Just let it happen. All right, man, I'll talk to you later. Now I'm going to go talk to your secretary. That's very chilling. It makes him a good bad guy. Um, But so <laughs> last episode when we saw the plastic surgeon, I was like, wow, they, like, kind of look like, <laughs> I was like, are they, are they are the same actors playing this? Like, they kind of look similar. And then when they meet in the office, I'm like, okay, they look similar. He just put the glasses on, and they look similar. Now, I think that he just basically stole his identity. Yeah. I guess he can steal his license and say they look close enough. I mean, I, if he's really going by the fact that, like, I, I conveniently was driving and found a guy that looks just like me and I'm going to steal his identity, then that kind of pisses me off. That's a little too much of the unrealistic bullshit. Um, I don't know how he... What did he do? Rent a car? What was he doing when he when he stole the identity? Yeah, he yeah, rented rent a, a car, car, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. I guess he has to show his license. So yeah, I guess you have to look like the guy. Like... I mean, you know the deal, like, you could steal anybody's identity, you don't have to look like them, but if he showed a license, I just think looking like the guy was a little, uh, but whatever, you know, he steals his identity, and now we're gonna have a new plastic surgeon version of AM. Yeah, so, totally agree with what you're saying, the the nonchalantness of committing murder, and the knowledge of what is happening biologically, um, was pretty you know, put respect on his name as a villain. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is a dude that knows what he's like doing, not right. just the job that like he does. He knows exactly what's happening in every right. aspect of it. So uh, I agree with you there. And then I also agree with you in just the nonchalantness of leaving the bodies there. And he get, he's getting super lucky. Like, you know, his wife didn't, you know, come meet him for lunch or something like that. And yeah. that's just like a super specific example, but there was a hundred, hundred different things I feel like where he just kind of got lucky that nobody was really going to go into that office like right away or there was nobody even else in that office in the first place Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I don't know that I I don't think we needed to waste time on it like you're saying it's just kind of spectacle yeah but the only thing is like if they find the body and now they see that AM has used the ID to rent a car. Is he going to have somebody on his trail? Right. So uh, I don't I don't know exactly what his plan is. We'll obviously get more of it. 
Yeah, we know the deal with AM. He he takes an alias, uses it, and then trashes it. So he pretty much probably rented the car, and now he's done being the plastic surgeon, and he's moving on. He's getting where he needs to go. He's a little bit late, just like he told Langston, but he's going to get where he needs to go, and now he's going to be a totally different person by the time anybody finds out that the actual plastic surgeon doctor is dead. It's So, what is the deal with the comic books? Because, again, he gave a comic book to a little girl, and I have no idea what's happening, but... Uh, we'll get into it more this episode, but Reacher has the theory that this guy's AM specialty is shooting down airplanes, right? Is, it, is mm-hmm. that what he was mm-hmm. saying? So if that's his specialty, maybe uh, a horrible tragedy happened, and maybe he got in a plane crash or a plane was shot down or something, and his daughter or his son was in there. Because he always has a thing for little kids. I don't know yeah. what it is. He sees the little kids, and he always gives them a comic book. You know why I love comic books? Because a good guy always wins. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's saying, you know, that's why I love comic books, because in real life, the good guys don't always win. So I think he's leaning into the fact that maybe something happened, the good guys didn't win, and he said, fuck it. Maybe I'll be a bad guy. Maybe it was the death of one of his kids. I don't know. But that is my guess with the whole comic book. Was he a comic book artist? That's just throwing yeah. more shit out there. It, <laughs> Probably it not. could literally be as simple as they're just trying to make him more creepy. But, yeah, I don't know what they're going to give us for that. I mean, going on your scenario where you're saying maybe, like, his wife or partner or daughter or son dies, maybe it is something where he does think he's the good guy because he's getting revenge as the good guy for something that with that happened that got his family killed. And that's why he joined the profession he's in. And he, you know, it's always, uh, you know, you're the protagonist of your own story. Who freaking knows? But, yeah, I mean, they're obviously doing it and leaning into it with this comic book thing. So, guess uh, we'll, we'll find out more in the second half of the season. I really hope they land it. I really hope he's not just like, I don't know, a, a random, like, villain of the week for the season. I, ho- I hope he actually does have you know, meaning to his actions or right. came from stuff like that. Cause I don't know. He, we've only seen a little bit, but I do like what I've seen of him. He is, you know, tricky. He is smart. Um, so they definitely ex- made him ex- capable. That's what mm-hmm. they've nailed so far this season. They haven't really given him any kind of backstory or any kind of story we care about, but they made him capable. And we, we believe that he is somebody that could go toe to toe with, Reacher and the special investigators. So they did good on that side. So they still have four more episodes to make us care more about him as a villain. Unless, like you said, he's the villain of the week and the real big bad comes in a, in the next episode and or six and starts ramping that up towards the finale. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I think that so far he's very capable. He's, he's a cool bad guy, but we need a little bit more from him. All right, I can't wait for him and Reacher to actually meet up because I feel like mm-hmm. that would just be an intelligent conversation. Yes, it would be. But talking Moriarty about Reacher, Sherlock, dude. Yeah, seriously, he reminds me a lot of Moriarty because he's mm-hmm. like this tiny little smart guy who just yeah. like snakes around. But going into Reacher and the squad, they're fresh off of raiding New Age facility in New York. Um, they are at a diner and they're going through all the intel. Can't find anything. O'Donnell accuses Swan of maybe he was actually working with New Age. This is 
a very reoccurring theme this episode. A lot mm-hmm. of accusations at Swan. Reacher is constantly saying, no, it wasn't Swan. That's not who he was. Keeps going back to the dog, saying he wouldn't just leave his dog to die there. That's not the type of man he was. So this could also be because, you know, I love O'Donnell, but yeah. I don't exactly trust him. He's the first Trying one to take to the throw, heat off himself. Yeah, throw, throw around accusations. He's definitely the first one to aim at somebody else in the crew. So this will be a reoccurring thing, um, especially with the phone call that he keeps getting later on. It's just weird. But just keep that in the back of your mind. Maybe he is good. Maybe he's not. I don't freaking know. But they have a th- tiny little scene here where Neely asks for a Brad and Richie yeah. says, that's called a fastener. Like two, th- two names for something that small is stupid. I'm just like yeah. 100% coming back. It's going to be like, going to yeah. be in the case. That's what's going to break it. They're maybe talking about, I don't know, new age. And they say millennium. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's two names for the same thing. I just keep thinking of that. I'm trying to think of something that could be called something else. This entire, right. entire rest of the season now. Yeah. So this is a big scene it pretty much is them explaining to us what's going down, and it also does well at them explaining to each other and showing how they are special investigators and how they can work through problems together. O'Donnell is pushing the swan thing, and it's weird, too. Not weird, actually, but everybody except Reacher is like, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird, bro. It is a little weird. And Reacher's really against it, and we do get scenes later where I believe it's Dixon, it might be Neely, that says, like, are you sure you're not just, like, vouching for him because it would make you feel like you, you know, you recruited someone who's not actually that good and then it turned into other people in your crew dying? Are you going to put that on yourself? Don't do that, man. And that's perfect Reacher. That's exactly what he would do. But he's also loyal. When he gets his homies, when he, obviously we saw it with Finley, when he finds friends, he is very loyal. Like, he said... When they asked about Finley before they knew who Finley was, they were like, is he Army? And he's like, no, but I would trust him. I don't know the exact line, but yeah. basically I would trust him with my life. You know, I, I would have recruited him to the 110th right. if he was. So, yes, exactly. So Swan's his boy, and he's not going to go against Swan that easily, even though things are pointing towards Swan being mm. dirty. Now, we find out also that there's a bunch of bullshit, nothing there. They're saying, wow, we broke into this thing for nothing. We broke into New Age for nothing. But then they do see that Langson's the director of security. Reacher immediately believes that that's who he's been talking to. They see that Swan's the assistant director, which is, you know, crazy. And that's another point against Swan. And he's standing right next to Langston in the picture. And then they also confirm that the third person who was at the scene of the crime when they got ambushed was another person in the security team. So now they're Heart going, attack Jesus. victim. Yeah. yeah, so now they're going, Jesus, man, we're going to have to freaking look into all these people. So they have a lot of people to look into. Now, another point for me against O'Donnell is he's a little scumbag. He's a little, he's a little <laughs> you know, which we knew. Like, we knew, like, that's the whole thing. They... It's funny how this is when it comes to Swan and O'Donnell. So we can get into this really quick. To me, I feel like they're really just trying to hit it on the nose that Swan is quote-unquote dirty 
when my belief is that he's going to be a mole. Like, he's going to be someone mm. that infiltrated knowing that it was a bad scenario, and that's why he was so close. And they just thought he was bad, meaning New Age thought he was bad. That's going to be the turn that I believe. O'Donnell, they introduce you to him kind of as a D-bag. We already talked about that, like kind of making fun of everybody, and they always say, like, ah, we grow to love him, but he is who he is, and we never thought he'd be domesticated. And then you find out his real-life work is basically blackmailing and finding dirt on people. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's probably a good guy, and we know that so far he's shown good guy stuff because, again, Reacher picked him, but... yeah. He looks dirty-ish, and Reacher was very surprised to hear that that was his job. He says do it when he says, do you want me to do it? But he was like, oh, okay, it's a blackmail, huh? Like, you know Reacher's not down with that. No, and I agree with everything that you're saying. You you know, O'Donnell kept saying to Reacher, you're assuming that Swan was the same guy that he was all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And we know that. O'Donnell is not the same guy that he was all those right. years ago. Right. Nobody thought he would get domesticated. Great Nobody point. thought. Great point. So, so he has obviously changed a lot. So as far if, as we know. Yeah, as know, far as we know. That's now, the facade I, he could be putting on yeah. if it's not true. Like we were talking we about know. last time, I'm not even hundred percent convinced that his family even exists. He could be making yeah. all this up because uh we haven't seen, even heard I don't think we've heard any of their names or anything like that. So there's a whole lot of few details. So I don't know. O'Donnell is, uh, he's not. He could be sketchy. He's not doing anything to prove that he's not a mole. Because he's the one that keeps coming up with names. He's like, let me go make a few phone calls. He could be calling the bad guy be like, yo, give me a red herring. Give me a decoy It could be more code. It could be more code. I mean, if we did like a pros and cons with O'Donnell being bad, we could find things for both sides, obviously. We talked about it last episode. He saved Dixon. He, he got the headshot, saved her, th- certain things like that. But then you could always play devil's advocate and just be like, yeah, but he's just using that to make his cover even deeper and get the trust of the, the group even more. You can always devil's advocate any side of the things. But to me, I feel like I'm going to stick with O'Donnell's probably going to be bad, and Swan, in my opinion, is definitely still good. Um, I'm gonna. I'm with that. I'm, okay. I'm like not a hundred percent with each of those decisions. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, either. I'm just going by what I think right now. If you had to lean one side or the other, I'm I'm agreeing with you that Swan is is good infiltration, especially with this email that we got. Right. You know, ne- Neely finds the email between Swan and Marlo Burns, the one who initially gave him the fake name. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know if she. She might have been given that name from somebody else higher up and just passed it on. Marlo, I'm talking about, to Right, and the Neely address. And Dixon. So she is a, she's a suspect, but nothing really to co- confirm one way or the other. But anyway, Swan was emailing her saying, I was listening to an album the other day. I thought you might like it. Jimi Hendrix, Axis Bold as Love. Sixth song is amazing. Take a listen. Tell me what you think. They all know Swan had a rule. You know, no Skinner, no Hendrix, no Zeppelin, no Who. He doesn't do that when he plays right. guitar. So obviously he doesn't like uh, Jimi Hendrix or wouldn't love it. So they check it out. Little Wing's the name of the song. And Reacher, being the fucking encyclopedia that he is, remembers <laughs> that that was an op- name of an operation that New Age... I'm sorry, that was a contract that New Age signed. It was Operation Little Wing, which was the 
biggest contract. It was a nine-figure contract, four times bigger than the next one. So this mm-hmm. Operation Little Wing, whatever it was, but this is obviously a huge freaking deal. Yeah, and Neely says people have died for le- way less. Mm-hmm. So this is what they're going off of right now, and then, <clears throat> and then they move into the whole scenario about Malcolm Lavoy, is that his name? Lavoy? Yeah, the senator. Yeah, so the senator. Mm-hmm. And they're getting into, you know, who pushed the bill. And O'Donnell, again, is knowing a lot of information here. And he's just, like, passing it on to them, saying, you know, the senators who signed, he's not actually the guy that matters. He's just the the guy who gets paid and then signs the dotted line. And eventually they get to the point where they can look for the legislative director and that starts their plan, but it also gives us the reveal that O'Donnell basically is not dirty. He's he says it's legal, but you know, it's frowned upon, it's on the edge, but what do you say, you know, scumbag he, adjacent or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Scumbag adjacent. And it, I mean it's funny because Reacher, you could see his face. He's like, Oh, really, dude, you blackmail? But like Neely Dixon, they're not surprised. Yeah. You know, they're not surprised that's what he does, but yeah. So anyway, this is where the plan starts, and they're going to go after the legisl- legislative director. And again, I'm just going to lean into the O'Donnell's dirty. They were, they had Malcolm Lavoie in their sights. That was their target. That's what they were trying to think of a plan he's to get to. pushing it somewhere else. And O'Donnell's like, redirect. Why don't we go yeah. this way? Why don't we go to... Now, he could be right, because they did get some good information they out of They did get him. good information, yeah. You're, you're but, right there. That also could have just been a middle step to getting to Lavoie instead of just going to Lavoie in the first place. So, uh, you know, another check in the, you know, a little sus from O'Donnell. A little sus. A little sus actions. So um, we also got Russo getting chewed mm-hmm. out by his uh, superior lieutenant, I guess is what it would be. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's his lieutenant is freaking out. And, you know, this is to illustrate that Russo is actually – just everything's not fine in his office. He's letting these right. people wander free. All these like crimes are happening, but he Lieutenant also did seem super, super worked up way more worked up than you think a boss would be. Mm-hmm. Obviously this is our first, uh, like introduction to him. him yeah. In scene. So this could just be who he is. He's a over the top boss, but at the same time, you know, is this police department linked in, with new age and doing dirty deals behind the scene because he was getting heat for new age getting absolutely just robbed so you know is is this cop this lieutenant taking money from new age to swipe some things under the rug is what i was getting from this you know 30 second two minute scene yeah i agree so when i saw the lieutenant i recognized his actor right away and I looked him up, and it's Al Sapienza. I mean, he's been in a million things. Now, if you go on his IMDb, he's been in 288 prior films slash television. So he's been in a lot. And maybe, you know, some of these are cameos. But I feel like he's a big enough actor that maybe he will come back. And if that's true, we, we know that from season one, they had plenty of dirty cops that they needed to be on their side, meaning the bad guys, to make everything work. So... He could be someone that returns and we find out that he's bad because it seems like he is kind of a prominent actor for TV. 
I mean, again, he he's probably done cameos and just little guest spots before because he has 288 prior credits. But I recognized him, and maybe it means he'll come back, and that would be a, a check for you, a point for you. But yeah, he seems pretty wild. He, you know, even got even Russo was like, "Yo, bro, relax, man. You're being a little loud," and he's like, man. "He's like, dude, you want me to shut up?" Like. So, yeah, I mean, but I do like the one thing I will say is that we always talk about how there's not too many consequences for what they do, Reacher and the gang, especially Reacher. So I do like that they're showing us a scene where the lieutenant of the NYPD is flipping out because Mm -hmm. they're doing some cowboy shit. And he's like, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. There's smashing through New Age's front door basically killing people this is out of this world you know russo said i almost got fired i like that they're at least showing some consequences here even though we always talk about the fact that i mean there should be way more consequences for the stuff they do i mean reacher's casually on the phone just being like yeah i killed some people i mean he's joking with finley later and he's like yeah i killed some people i mean eh, there should be some uh consequences there but yeah i do like that they showed him freaking out yeah he goes right he leaves the office, says, I'll take care of it, calls Reacher, Reacher immediately. You see him reject the phone call at 15 least, like, times. Yeah, it, it was a bunch because he had nothing to say to Russo at the time, which their interaction later is pretty funny because Russo is basically his errand boy. Mm-hmm. But we see Reacher ignore the call, have a little bit discussion about Swan. Is he bad? Is he not? Reacher refuses to believe it because um, he's not, he, he wouldn't recruit. Somebody that was bad to the 110th sees Dixon pour in just an insane amount of sugar into her coffee. But that <laughs> gives that gives a flashback to the a successful mission that they returned to. This is way back. All the special investigators celebrating a win. They just got 48 bricks of uh, heroin, I think it was. Mm-hmm. 99% pure. Nine, so pure it floats. So this is obviously... Um, a really big deal, but we also got a little bit of Swan's, you know, question of character when he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, all these criminals are making way more than all of our pensions combined. Like, how yep. is that fair? It's just a shame. It's not right." And then the whole issue: Oh, did that brick actually fall behind his driver's seat, or was he their intention there to sell it? So we got this evidence, if you will call it to support the fact that Swan might have been bad because mm-hmm. he was jealous of the money that these baddies were making. What an idiot if this is true and it's not just a red herring. I mean, you really think you could take a whole brick, especially yeah. when you know, like, the the joke is details matter and they say just it every other second. investigators. That is their job. Like, come on, dude. Literally 48 bricks. It's not like there's 15 million bricks and you take yeah. one. 48 to make it 47. Yeah, Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I still think that this is just way too on the nose, and that's another reason why I'm going the opposite way. I feel like they're being too Mm -hmm. obvious with it seeming like he's dirty. So it's it's funny. Like, are are these writers smarter than me and making me think like, oh, well, because you're doing this, then it must be the opposite. But then then they're thinking I think that so that they (laughs) go with the right way, you know? I know Um, you know that I know. Yeah, right. Could be that. I'm not not really sure, but... I'm also a little confused about Lieutenant Fields keeps coming in on these flashbacks. He's just their supervisor of the special mm-hmm, investigators, mm-hmm. I guess. 
I just call him Wawa Lieutenant Fields. Yeah, Wawa Wawa when we first saw him. And I don't know if this is more a nod to book readers. Like if the special investigators were talked about a lot, and Lieutenant Fields is like a fan favorite or something like that. Because I don't really see him being bad. But he keeps just like poking his head in, being like, hey, how you guys doing? You good here? Keep going. He says, unleash the hounds. Like, this is going to be big. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if he is literally just like a level-headed military mind and just wants Breacher to succeed. Um, or And this is just like little nods to his existence in the, like the Reacher-verse. But I, I'm not really sure. But he keeps popping up. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. I thought that when he popped up in this scene, he was going to be sketchy, but it was the opposite. He was actually giving them props and saying, like, good work, keep going, like you said, unleash the hounds. And then it's the second time that Reacher has a relationship with him where he's saying, in the first part, the wife isn't having, I don't think, I think she was pregnant. And then in the second part, it's showing years later because the baby's almost two or right before the terrible twos. So, um, I don't know. It seems weird that he keeps coming up, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive. A lot of like little little details matter, man. A lot of little details we're getting into here. <laughs> so we flash forward from that flashback, and they're actually talking about that moment or in real life, saying, "Oh, I forgot about that. Like, should that have been a red flag?" Reacher's gut is saying that Swan is a good man. You know, he he wouldn't have recruited somebody that's bad. Um, and this is the scene where Neely's like, hey, if you're just convincing yourself that because you would blame yourselves for the deaths of Franz yeah. and Orozco and Sanchez, that's not your fault. It's, that would, you can't refuse to accept the truth because you don't want to blame yourself, which you shouldn't blame yourself in the first place. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we just get O'Donnell giving the crew a few names around the legislative director not the legislative director himself they find this one guy what's his name lloyd or boyd i can't i don't yeah, have it right I think in front of me yeah i think it's boyd so that is their target and that is where the whole symphony going to boston thing comes in mm-hmm. and russo calls hmm. he's like oh you finally fucking answer and this is where reacher kind of Puts Russo not in his role. I'm like, Reacher, what are you doing, man? He's like, yeah, go do clerical work for me. Yeah, I just bunched a kill, killed a bunch of guys. Like, go, go, go run along, little doggy, is what he's saying. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Russo, why are you being such a dick Pissing to Russo? Yeah. In his jurisdiction where I feel like he could make your life way harder. I'm like, why mm-hmm. don't you just be nice to him? But I don't know. I guess that's just not who Reacher is. Until they start to trust each other. But mm-hmm. for now, Reacher's being a dick. And... Yeah, it is Boyd. Um, so, yeah, the clerical work is that he wants Russo to go through all the security names that they have from the security team to see if anything sketchy pops up. So I guess that's what he'll be doing. But I just love how he's like, we're going to Boston. We're going to the symphony. I don't even think mm-hmm. he said, the, oh, yeah, he says, what's in Boston? He said the symphony. And then he hangs up and Russo's like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, you're yeah. really pissing off someone you don't want to be pissing off. I don't really get it, but... Again, like you said, Reacher doesn't play well with others until he starts to trust them. Mm. And they split up a little bit because Reacher and O'Donnell are going to get drugs. That's yeah. just a ridiculous scene, just jumping this drug dealer again. having a bad week, man. Yeah. 
Find a new line of work, asshole. Um, and they just as soon as O'Donnell runs up, they're like, 5-0. <laughs> yeah. O'Donnell's like, oh, come on, man. I don't come like on, that. man. I don't like that bad. But It is then, funny, though, that this guy's probably like, dude, this big dog just keeps yeah. wrecking my week. Find a new spot. Yeah. What are you going to do? I got mugs. They took my drugs and my money from selling drugs. But then while this is going on, Dixon and Neely go to Marlo's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I thought that it was just a really cool shot of them kind of splitting, flanking the sides and meeting at the back door. The one drone yep. shot, just following Neely. I don't know why. Just thought it was cool. You see the back door is open. They go in. Everything is there. So they didn't mm-hmm. get robbed. But all the cabinets and all the closet doors were open. Mm-hmm. But all the shit was pretty much there, except maybe one thing that they were looking for. Um also, her daughter, we find out she has a daughter, and that the daughter also is missing as well. And they assume that they they just kind of left. They assume they didn't get robbed or kidnapped because that, mm-hmm. exactly everything was there and nothing was really broken or falling down. But there was a huge bag of cash in the closet, and they're like, all right, if you were running away, why would you not grab all this stash? Right. So it's just a bunch of questions kind of up in the air right now. Theory talk, maybe, but <laughs> Marlo, yeah, I and, don't even okay. know. Real quick, they took their toothbrush and their toothpaste, too. That was another little aspect of it. So it, that was why they think that they fled and were right. kidnapped. Yeah, it just looked like the house was disheveled in a way where you're quickly packing up and leaving, not trashed in the way where the other offices were and the special investigators were, where you're tearing shit up and then... You know, there's no dead bodies, and, like, season one, those bad guys were not against leaving dead bodies, and they were preferring to leave dead bodies, and when someone was not dead, it was actually one of the main characters in hiding, you know, so... Alright, I want to throw out a real quick theory. Okay. Maybe Marlo Burns was actually infiltrating new age you know she's really higher up but maybe she's a mole and she's been there for a long time and maybe that's why the lieutenant from the police department's all freaking out that new age got robbed is because he already has a mole in there to try to take them down and that's why Mm, she's freaking out because he could ruin the whole operation of marlo already being in there um and then that's why they left is because they, you know, got tipped off. This whole operation was maybe their cover was blown, so that's why witness, perce- witness protection or something or yeah, whatever. That's why Burns grabbed her daughter and and left. So okay, so my that was when I was going to say theory time because I was going with maybe Marla was working with Swan, but I couldn't figure out why she would be working with Swan, but also go ahead with sending them to the ambush. But, Paul, if she wasn't working with Swan, but she was actually a mole from the police side of things, like you said, Swan's not a mole from the police side of things. So maybe they're two separate moles. It makes sense that you were saying the lieutenant's freaking out. She's a mole. There could have been a conscious decision by with her contacting the NYPD lieutenant saying... Hey, like I had some PIs come. They're looking into this. I'm being told to give them an ambush address. What should I do? And he's like, "Sorry, keep your cover." And mm. the decision is to continue with her cover and give the ambush address 
and that's why it, it goes off that way. I could see that. And so she knowingly gave them an address to get ambushed, but did it to keep her cover. Yes. Is what you're gonna right. And obviously, if you're a fan of like The Departed or shows like that, you know that there could be scenarios where the lieutenant has a mole, and because it's a mole that you don't want anybody to find out, someone like Russo might not know that she was a mole, even though he's a direct, indirect contact with the lieutenant. That would be cool. I could see that because there's got to be something there where, you know, why kidnap her and not kill her? Because it just seems like at this point, all she is is someone that works at New Age who gave an ambush point. Like, if you're just trying to protect yourself, why not just kill her? Mm-hmm. And I have a weird feeling that Swan's not even dead. So yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, I mean, they keep saying Swan's dead, Swan's dead, Swan's dead, so a nice little twist would be that he's actually not dead. Mm-hmm. They also keep punching home this, you're a, your homebody now, you're a homebody now to O'Donnell. Like, oh, you're whiffed, oh, you're life changed, you settled down, you settled down. Keep hammering that home, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if, if he's someone switched. that is a blackmailer from D.C. that knows all the dirt, he could have already been knowing this dirt and involved. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe, I could see a, I could see a point where later in the season where shit's starting to really hit the fan, and Richard looks over and O'Donnell's got the gun pointed at him, being like, "Dude, I'm sorry." Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm there. We're on to something, Jimmy. Watch yeah. this be completely fucking wrong, and O'Donnell like takes <laughs> That's a how bullet. It works, dude. Yeah. He's gonna take a bullet for Richard or something. He's gonna like be that. like, "Sorry, bro, I love you." And then Swan's <laughs> gonna be like, "Ha ha, I'm bad." <laughs> Tell my family I love him. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're in Boston. Reacher and O'Donnell getting suits. This scene they kind of used for a little bit of this week's episode advertising. Mm-hmm. O'Donnell's like, where's the rest of your clothes? Oh, it's in the garbage. You know, if I, I'm already carrying boots. If, if I carry, you know, the rest of the clothes, then I'm going to need a suitcase. I'm going to need to buy a house to put that suitcase in. All of a sudden, I'm signing contracts with the banks. And mm-hmm. Tom's like, Jesus Christ, bro. So just chill out, bro. <laughs> so unique. Such a unique little character. Uh, Reacher yeah. is. He just doesn't like possessions or anything. Um, but then they see Neely and Dixon in the dress, Reacher with his mouth open. Yeah. Uh, you like Dixon. You, you like Dixon. Dixon. Um, Reacher and Dixon sitting in a tree. Uh, dude, she winks at him as she as a, she walks by. She's, she's like, not oh, messing she around, him? man. Nah, she's... It's great. Just settle down already. They're both beautiful people. Mm-hmm. But, of course, she is the heart of this symphony operation. She goes in, seduces the Lloyd slash Boyd. He thinks he's seducing her. Oh, mm-hmm. LOL, you just got played, son. He sends his boy back into the uh, balcony so she can stay down low to get the good seats. Then they leave at halftime to go party in the car, doing a little drugs, the drugs that Reacher got, and who mm-hmm. shows up. This is Finley's introduction. So yes. good. This is my fist pump. Yes, this is this was awesome. We already talked a lot about him, so we won't get too much into him. But having him coming in, pointing out all the facts, you know, this lady, she's getting ready to do a urine test. You won't do a urine test. You were holding all of them. Um, so this is all going to look really bad for you. Income Reacher and O'Donnell, which this is the whole reason they bought a suit. Not to yeah. go to the symphony because they didn't yeah. go. They were in the diner, like looking at the notes and trying to do the other shit. Um Oh, that's actually a big scene that I saw. Yeah, we'll so, get to that. In the, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to that in one second. But 
um, yeah, that was the whole reason they got the suits was to go in and interrogate this guy. Um, and at the very end where he's like, oh, the charge is going to be dropped. And Reacher's like, I don't know. I'm not a cop. Not even I'm a like, cop. Just, just beautiful. <laughs> so, I love how he walks in. He's like, my name's Jack Margrave. Yeah. Season one, just <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> and Finley looks at him like, oh, bro. Hilarious. Uh, you little. You know exactly. What, that was an inside joke in the middle of a undercover mission that they were pulling. Yeah. Um, so... We will talk about the information that they got from this guy, and then we'll jump back to the tally numbers real quick, because that could come into play. So what they find out is that Little Wing was actually an anti-aircraft device, and Mm -hmm. it was supposed to... um, Was it anti-missile? So it's supposed to protect commercial flights from missiles it's so, a, so what it was anti-missile technology yeah originally. so so yeah i mean correct but, me if i'm wrong because again i don't know much about any of this but they're saying that it was created to protect commercial flights but then new age flipped it so basically now it's protecting mm-hmm. the missile so that yes. the, the so that the missiles that are trying to shoot down the missile don't even realize that they're going to miss and then it's going to hit its target so basically it's saying that it's a op overpowered missile you fire you protector yeah yeah. so it's it allows the missile to defeat all known countermeasures so new age bought it flipped it it was going to take forever to pass it through legislation because there was an appropriation bill and that's why they got lavoy involved because he was able to do a backdoor handshaking and push everything through really quickly. Um, but now that it was approved, it can knock anything out of the sky. Yeah. And, and Reacher's freaking out because he's like, yeah. oh my God, now they're going to do something. And he's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's our tech. We have it. Nothing like An you're idiot. thinking. Both facilities are very secure, which is hysterical because one, he gave away information that there's another facility, and two, mm-hmm. the other facility is not very secure because they just raided the shit out of it. So yep. that one line in is just really funny. Reacher freaks out though. He's like, "Oh, there's another one. This one is in Denver." Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guy's freaking out. Oh, I'm gonna get the charges dropped, and that was the end of the scene. Um, yeah. So this is crazy because immediately the morale in the room on the good guy's side just goes down because they're like, oh my gosh, this is bad. This is really bad. Like, Finley looks over at Reacher. Reacher is making a face like, oh my goodness, this is not good. And then, obviously, when they find out that there's two locations, Reacher's like, what? And then the Denver thing makes sense because originally AM was flying from Denver. Mm-hmm. So now that they have some kind of connection there and Definitely. cracks me up like Lavoy, what an idiot. How can you say not going to get yeah. replicated or no one's going to steal it? Like <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
So his name was Boyd. Sorry, you said Lavoie. Yeah, Boyd. Lavoie's the senator. Okay. Lavoie. Cool. Oh, did I say Lavoie? Oh yeah, my yeah. Bad. Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. No, just just to be clear. Yeah, Boyd. Boyd's an idiot. Um, just to jump back to what we were talking about, going to O'Donnell and Reacher in the booth, figuring out these numbers. They're trying to figure them out. The, you know, the waitress says, "Let me go tally up the bill." Light yep. bulb. Reacher's like, "Oh, these are tallies," meaning it it's something happened an event happened 13 out of 14 times this is when o'donnell gets the phone call and super weird he's trying he's talking to his son we don't hear the other line so it Mm -hmm. could totally just be an act uh and it's even followed up by uh, oh that was weird i don't know why i gave my son my burner number because that's yeah just doesn't make sense that's sketchy but sketchy with Reacher's undying loyalty and his new excitement for yeah, he doesn't even this, think twice. These numbers, he's going in to do math. There's two thousand one hundred ninety-seven total events, succeeding one hundred five one thousand five hundred forty-seven times. When you do the difference and subtract, you get six hundred fifty. So this is all somehow connected to six hundred fifty at one hundred k each. Yep, no idea how. So, um, yeah, continue. Like, O'Donnell tries talking Reacher into settling down with Dixon, you know, saying hell of a dress and all that other stuff. Um, and then, you know, Dixon and Boyd are leaving at intermission. That's what we get. But these tallies, any idea? So, when I originally was listening to him say what he was saying, I was thinking that the tallies meant that like they were testing it somehow or maybe a simulation and it was hitting its target or evading the target certain amount of times out of whatever. So they're obviously hoping for a hundred percent of the time because obviously we know that new age is developing it to become this technology. So I thought it could be, you know, unsuccessful attempts at protecting the missile. But then I don't really understand how the unsuccessful attempts could equal at 100K each, right? And that set the price. Right. I'm sorry, that doesn't set the price. That sets the quantity for whatever they're selling. So I guess it's still going to be some kind of thing that they need, some kind of material that they need that they're tallying either how much they have out of the amount that they need. So maybe it's almost like a countdown for Reacher where if he gets the next tally, he sees like, oh shit, now it's this amount is left. Or I guess the countdown is that literally they need this amount and this is what the deal is going to be so that they can fulfill the 100% and we have to kill this deal. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know what the material is, but whatever it is, they're missing it before they are at 100% a go for this technology to be created. That's funny. I my one theory I had, I don't think it's right, but the one thing I could just think of linking it to the missiles and the little wing project was exactly what you just said. The tallies were how many misses the missiles yeah. had. And as we know Dixon was talking about the number the numbers as the pages go on are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, meaning the missile was hitting more successfully you know each time it was missing less and less and less and less and that's mm-hmm. why the numbers were getting worse but again oh, how, okay. does that, how does that yeah, link not, right. to 650 I, I don't right. know how and and we're not even 100% convinced that 
650 at 100k each is sales of a quantity product that could be different terminology but as of right now that's what everybody's head is at and we also know that there's that ambush and they were acting like it's weaponry and we know that that number came up during the talk with am and the person that the information was being given to am from and it's this ambush that has to occur which we're assuming isn't hasn't occurred yet because he's late so if we go with the material thing, maybe the material is certain weapons or technology and the ambush that they have to do is what's going to secure them the rest of the tallies. And we're going to have this obvious big reveal where Reacher has to find out about the ambush and then the special investigators are going to be throwing down and trying to stop the ambush. Yeah, and all we heard is 100K each, right? So they didn't say $100 or $100,000 because... Right, 100000 $100, could obviously be a quantity. doesn't have yeah. to be money. I don't think they say $100K each ever. I think I think they said, I'm going to have to go back and double check, but six fifty at $100K each. So mm-hmm. $100K doesn't necessarily mean dollars. It could be literally like $100 kilowatts and i know kilowatts is like lowercase k right. with the w a in there and stuff like that but i don't know a hundred i mean it could, could be mean something could, else if you somehow which this shouldn't be a thing like i feel like we almost are out of the woods when it comes to the heroin stuff even though they are showing us more of the heroin it could be that the quote-unquote terrorists that or it could be that the terrorists that we that they think is a terrorist because I don't know if they I think they just say they think it's terrorism I don't know if they confirm it but the person that was behind the heroin thing could also be behind this technology thing with the missiles but also 100k could be kilos right like isn't that what they call like a brick isn't that or whatever oh, it is yeah. I don't know shit they about, were talking heroin, about but- that they said one kilo missing one brick is one kilo yeah, so, so like a hundred that, that well, was a whole hundred thousand. Oh no, no, a hundred k. So six fifty at a hundred kilos. I don't freaking know, man. Sixty five eh. million. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know either. It, it's we're both agreeing on the fact that the one hundred k doesn't necessarily mean one hundred thousand dollars. It could right. be it doesn't have to mean that. Yes, and I think that goes back to the brad versus fastener debate that they had earlier on it's two different names it's it's two different names for the same thing right but it's like reverse k can mean multiple things one name Mm -hmm. for two different things um so i don't know we'll see we will see but we only got a little bit left in this episode um they talk about just how little wing could literally be the next 9-11 we got to get to denver to where this other facility is um Reacher and O'Donnell, though, are going to swing by D.C. to see Homeland real quick um, to see if they have any intel on AM. Because if taking down planes is this dude's signature, then maybe they are already starting a report and file on him. Maybe they have Mm -hmm, something. mm -hmm. And um, they know that Rich's brother is in Homeland. He even says it. And they're like, oh, how is Joe doing these days? And he goes, he's dead. I'm starving. We should eat. No emotion behind it. So they all look at each other like, what? And that's again just more 
information about how Reacher is. These people are supposed to be the closest people to him, and they talk about funerals, weddings, things he's missed. I mean, this is his brother dying, who they obviously know because they say, how's he been? And he did not tell them, and it's been years because we know that they threw out the contacts, clues. They basically straight up tell us it's been years since Margrave, so he's been dead for years, and none of them have any idea. And I don't even know, like, obviously Neely knew that he was dead, so I guess Neely just is similar to Reacher, where she's like, if he doesn't want to tell you, then he's uh, Mm. he's not going to be told. His business, yeah. Yep. So, uh, just... I don't know, the crew, man. Something about the crew being tight, but not tight. Like, mm-hmm. they trust each other, but they don't know any information about each other, really. It's, uh, I don't know, I feel like his undying loyalty could come back to, to bite him. But we will see. We get... That's it, Reacher, right? Well, yeah, Reacher getting hungry, so they go to the diner to change. They go to the steakhouse. They get surrounded. Oh, did I just say that's it without the yeah. big throwdown? I mean, we talked about it in the beginning, but dude, yeah. Sons of Anarchy cameo. <laughs> yeah, right. No, just kidding. Jax Taylor just shows up and he's like, "Yo, <laughs> I've been, I've been hired. What's up?" This guy is a complete jamoke. He, you know, he gets the guns or whatever, but he's like, "I'm gonna make you bleed." And all this yeah. other shit. I'm like, dude, we're gonna keep sh- you quiet. No guns. And look like, at the dude. You are looking up at a man. You yourself, a big man, are looking up at a bigger man. That. Maybe you knew that they were packing guns, but you had no idea that these were the motherfucking special investigators. And yeah, nobody don't mess with them. messes <laughs> with the special investigators. So they go back to the whole no guns, no noise thing, which is really funny because they have a motorcycle zoom by with a guy on a flail. And I'm like, okay, that makes noise. It's not gunshots, at least. But I'm like, yeah. I don't know. You could have said that. But. Yeah, we already talked about it. went to the, the Renaissance Fair and got a... And got a fl- <laughs> Good morrow, fair gents. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother references out the ass this episode. Actually, let's do sh- it. Whenever me and Jimmy pot, it's always How I Met Damn Your Mother. Damn right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this... I love action scenes. It just... Especially the one showing how Reacher is just a monster a of beast. a human. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just shattering bones left and right. He... You know, shatters the main guy's legs at one point with the pipe and then fucking slaps him across the jaw with it. He And, of course, the one I think about is he's got a dude's arm held behind his back and he just heads butts the back of the elbow to push it forward and just shatter it. I'm just like, what a weird choice. But, of course, you can because you're a huge dude. Yeah, I mean... Again, you're watching the show. You're looking for the badass action. I rolled my eyes a little bit with, like you said, the mm. the guy with the chain on his bike, just like, oh, I'm coming for you, Reacher. <laughs> on you know, a horse, basically. Stuff. It was like yeah. old school, like coming at you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's Jamie Lannister with his with his um, what's it called? Um, not a pike, right? What's the spear thing called? Halberd. That was called Lance Spear. Lance, Lance. Okay, yeah. That's I'm gonna go with Lance. (laughs) Oh yeah, Lance jousting is a jousting. Yeah. yeah. So I was, you know, they they went over the top with the action, and I'm fine with that. I thought again, like I said, the motorcycle thing was was a little whatever. Roll the eyes. Um, it cracked me up where he smashes the guy on the motorcycle, and I guess they're just trying to again show how strong Reacher is. But this guy is coming at him on a motorcycle. He hits him with a pipe. The guy goes the opposite way like it's like he hit a baseball <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of just like falling backwards and the bike keeps going he goes like he's literally hitting a home run yeah. which cracked me up 
But yeah, yeah like your, it was, your wrist it was, would hurt on that one. <laughs> the special investigators, you don't mess with them, and they held their own. They're all fine for a Dixon. second. Dixon with the yeah. eye gouge with the back of the heel. That one made me go, oh, like I, we've seen that before. Like they've done the heel on the eye in TV or movies before, but that one I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and um, you know, for to be honest, I was questioning myself for a second because I thought that O'Donnell was being like, oh, like I thought he was kind of like a little worse for wear, and I thought he was going to reveal he was like stabbed or something. Mm-hmm. But they're all fine. <laughs> nah, they're all fine. They're all good. Brass knuckles, you know. Yep. They, they took care of it. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I assume they're gonna win the fight. I ca- I think yeah. I counted nine nine to eleven guys that they just took out. Um, and what was it four v nine to eleven? And I expect yeah, them to win. Took out like eight of them, and then they each took yeah. out one. <laughs> but but even with the the concrete dudes, you know, the three versus two, they even they got some cuts and bruises from that fight, right. but here they come out scot-free. So, again, realism, I don't know. It's just badass. Just watch them fight. And, and they're all in, like, dresses and shit, right? They didn't change yeah, yet. That, well, the they were talking about change. dibs yeah. on the bathroom so I can change. Yeah, Neely's like, I gotta get out of this freaking dress. Yeah. And always crack up how they never fucking leave anybody alive. They're always like, oh, man, I accidentally killed everybody. But yep. looted the guy's phone, calls it back. He immediately knows that he's talking to Langston. He just yep. educated guests. Um, you know, sixty five million oh head of security, that's who I'm talking to, right? And Langston, he's like, All right, maybe I've been doing this the wrong way. Why don't we make a deal? I could give you whatever you could ask for. So what is it that you want? And what does he want? I want to throw you out of a helicopter, just Bad like you did ass. my friends. Badass line. Loved it. Um Reacher man He's smart and he's stupid at the same time. He does this in season one, too. Like, you call the guy and be like, yo, it's Reacher, baby. I'm here. I'm coming yeah. for you. Instead of just letting the guy not answer the phone and let it be a question for a little bit so they can Baiting. have a second to chill out. Yeah. Baiting info like, or anything. Yeah. Like, he literally doesn't answer the phone, lets the guys think that they're still dealing with it. Reacher has some time to go to the diner, finally get some food and change. Instead, he's like, yo, bro. We're coming for you. Be ready. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's a little it's badass, but also yeah. stupid. I mean, he does in season one you, too. Yeah, if you think about it realistically, it is kind of stupid. But yeah. whatever. It's honestly more. It's like the John Wick effect. It's like Langston sitting there, like, "Holy shit, this big guy's coming after me!" I'm throwing everything mm-hmm. at him, and he's like making jokes. It's kind of like, right. hey, like John Wick. You know, you're freaking out because you're sending an army after John Wick, put a bounty on his head, but he's still coming for you. Yep. Yeah, so that has that aspect of it. But again, maybe you bait some information from one of the bikers, like, "Hey, how who contact you? How did he contact you? How did he pay you? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you say?" But nope, he's just gonna kill everybody. Yep. So, what uh, what questions do you have remaining? Um, I have pretty much just two big theories or not theories just questions mm-hmm. um you know what's going on with tallies if they are yep. tallies um and you know the ongoing discussion is swan good or bad um we, i you already we already spoke on this but i was gonna ask you you know gun to your head what do you say go is swan good you said yeah. you believe he's good yes i do i do what about I, you? I'm I'm with you. And if you have Reacher, put a gu- Reacher with a gun to your head. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I start singing jazz and, or blues yeah. and try to... You guys start hanging out and dancing together. Yeah, and try shit. to distract them or something. Um, but no, I'm with you that I think Swan is good. His intentions were good. Maybe he was infiltrating to take New Age down. If this was a terrorism thing, maybe he was trying to stop it. So I'm, yeah. I'm going in with Swan is good. As for the tallies, I already gave you my guess. You know, I don't, I don't think it's successful missile like right. hits because uh, it's just the whole 650 aspect of it being the difference right. doesn't really explain it to me. I'll have to think about it more throughout the week. And then um, they'll probably tell us next episode and I'll be like, you know, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. So I don't need to bring up any theories at the end of this episode because I think we did pretty good at adding them as the episode was going. I really like your theory about Marlo being a mole for the cops and then us talking it through of how it makes sense that the ambush still happens. I, I kind of like that. And it make it, it seems like it could be the MO of the NYPD and not the bad guys where they just said, Hey, we're here to protect you. Go get your daughter, get as much as you can. And let's get the hell out of here. Don't bring the cash because you're not freaking actually dirty. Mm. You know, and that, that cash could have been, I was thinking about this, like, uh, Hush money or something that she got from New Age, and she right. just doesn't touch it because you it was all part it of her you're role. A cop. Right, yeah. exactly. And then you know, I I still think that what's the point of kidnapping her unless she's so important that we don't get it yet? But what's the point for the bad guys to kidnap her and not just kill her? I was I mean, thinking we learned the same thing. from Reacher season one that the bad guys will just kill you if you if they can. So I don't know. I can't see how that makes sense, but. Obviously, we'll find out, but I really do like that theory that you threw at me. Um, the tally thing, I thought the missile, like the successful attempts thing was cool, but uh, based on the ambush and the information we get from AM, it does seem like it's like materials, weapons, technology, something that they need that um, you know is going to be fulfilled by the ambush, and that just leads Reacher and the gang to this ambush for a big throwdown at some point in the season, and... Um, O'Donnell, he's just, I agree, he's still seeming sketchy. I don't know, like, the thing about the phone call, I understand that it could just be that he feels awkward around Reacher talking to his family because Reacher doesn't have a family, and they keep talking about how Reacher has nobody, and he's, he's okay to be lonely, and you don't have mm -hmm. anything in your life, you don't have any possessions, and he just feels awkward because it's not who he is or it's not who he was when Reacher knew him, and maybe he feels embarrassed talking to his son, being like, don't fight with your brother. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you're really giving your son your burner number when you're, I don't know. It, it I, is yeah. weird. And I maybe, the, again, are these writers smarter than us? Are they making us think this? Like, I don't know that you know that, you know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. You don't know that I know that you know. Who knows? But I'm going with O'Donnell. If, if you did the same thing and you said Reacher, gun to the head, is... You know, and it's tough. If Reacher has the gun in your head, you know your life's ending, so you Don't need to make a good decision here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I might get my motorcycle and use my flail to attack him and probably get hit with the pipe instead, but I'm going O'Donnell's bad. Um, yeah. And I can easily just see it being something where it's like, yes, he's quote-unquote bad, but it's like an accidental bad where, not, I guess not accidental is the right word, but he's working with these with these 
senators and these legislative directors and the politicians, and he's dirty pretty much because he's scumbag ad- adjacent where he just knows all the dirt. He somehow gets caught up in it where he's saying, like, I'm just trying to just trying to protect my family, just trying to get some money for my family, trying, you know, the army, maybe it's like a scenario where the army didn't pay us that much, just like Swan was trying to say, and I didn't think you guys were going to get involved. You know, now it sucks. Mm. You guys are involved, and I didn't want this to be a thing, but now it is. Now, I still don't really get, we didn't really talk too much about why they're specifically trying to knock off the special investigators, unless the person that was part of that kilo of, heroin all those heroin um busts is also the person that is doing this deal like you know what i mean yeah yeah no i was thinking that too but it also could be just the fact that they're not coming their intention was never to go after the special investigators it was just that franz orozco and sanchez were working against them right now that the special investigators are coming for revenge they know that they got to take them out before they kill any other 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 yeah because he does say like who's the big guy and stuff so that makes sense maybe it really isn't they just assume which assumptions kill bro we know that (laughs) but maybe they just assume that because their homies were getting knocked off it just but the guy i don't know the guy did have all of their pictures in his glove compartment but still maybe by the time that that guy was hired scarface they already were already they were already knee deep in this Mm -hmm. and they just decided they had to kill it but maybe like you said eventually or at the start it was just whoever's working against us is dying and then now that the other special investigators are actively working against us because their homies died now we have to kill them all yep yeah, that's what I'm getting. Um, and speaking of Langston, I hope AM actually does meet up with him next episode just because I want to learn more about the deal, the transaction that's going down. Mm-hmm. Maybe obviously get some more info on whatever these numbers mean. Um, so I hope that he makes it with the doctor's fake rental car all the way to uh, where's he going now? They're meeting back in New York, right? They're going to Denver, right? So, Reacher Squad oh, no. is going to Denver, but AM I think is... coming from Denver, going to New York to meet up with Yeah, he was supposed to be getting on his plane at Denver, and that's where they were going to try to take or arrest him, right? But yeah, so I yeah, I guess they're somehow meeting in De- New York, so maybe he's driving, I don't know. But yeah, so we'll have, it's funny, it seems like... Our our crew is going to Denver while AM is going to New York, and <laughs> maybe they'll cross on the road somehow. But, where, um, where were the bodies found? Because actually, that's where Langston is. Right? New York. Yeah. So the bodies are the found. The bodies in were in New York, York, like upstate New York in the woods, like so, in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it, guys. So, we're halfway through the season. Like I said, it's crazy that we already are halfway through only two podcast episodes, and we're halfway through the season. But. We're having some fun with this. We we really um we're really having some fun with Reacher. I'm glad we're doing this show. Little little unrealistic, like we said, but we're having some fun. Guys, hit us up on Discord. I created the Reacher feed there so we could talk theories. If you have any other theories about these tallies, is O'Donnell bad? Is Swan bad? Let us know. Do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're smart as hell? Let us know. We have so much fun on the Discord. We talk about each show we cover and any show that's out there. We, we'll talk about anything and movies, to be honest. So 
We'll leave that in the description. If you uh, want to check out any of the other shows that we cover, all you have to do is search Bingetown TV on any of your favorite podcast apps. If you want to support us, hit that subscribe button. That's all we ask. If you want to throw a little review, we'll appreciate it. But really, the subscribe button's where it's at, just so we know you can follow along with us throughout all of our journey, all the shows we cover. Or just check out BingetownTV.com. It has our entire catalog of shows. We've been a podcast for four years, so we have a lot of shows that we covered, a lot of shows coming up. Once again, guys, we are Binstown TV. We will see you next week. Happy holidays. Reacher, this guy, guy doesn't die. He's, he's the man. We'll see him next week. We got four more episodes left. Thanks for listening. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.